Welcome to the F5 podcast. Today, I want to talk about how to ask for a raise. Looking forward to talking about how you should ask for a raise. So I think there's a lot of advice out there that's really, really bad. Some people say ask for a raise right in the interview process. So you're being interviewed. Somebody wants to hire you. They offer you something. And they say, actually, ask them for a raise right there and then. Hey, thank you so much, but the market tells me blah, blah, blah. This is horrible advice, and it's, I think, what's going around a lot these days. You should not, there, there's good and bad times to ask for certain things. If you go on an outing with the opposite sex, you probably shouldn't, after one hour, ask to, to marry that person. It's just a, a turn off, and then it probably hurts more your chances of progressing to the point where it will lead to marriage. If you ask in the interview process, hey, by the way, this is the market value. This is what's going through an entrepreneur's mind. You, all right? Here's a few things that go through an entrepreneur's mind. Does this person really want to bring value? Have they brought value in the past? Or are they just looking for money and looking for any way to make more money regardless of the value they bring? If you're asking in the interview process, Oh, this person doesn't focus on results. They focus on what they're getting consistently. That's, what's, that's what an entrepreneur usually thinks. Not all the time. That's what an entrepreneur usually thinks. Why am I being asked this right now? What, it's not even the right time to ask this. You know, what metric are you basing this raise off of? So that's a piece of really bad advice. But one really important piece of advice is you have to get to the point where you will actually ask and you have to get comfortable with it. If you're not comfortable with it, if you don't want to ask, you will never get it. So you have to get to the point that you're comfortable with. It. And I feel like women have more trouble asking for raises than men. Men usually come in, they go, hey, I want a 10 to 15% raise. I want a 30% raise. And these are the points. Why? And would you like to accommodate that? You have to be brave enough first to ask. If you're not brave enough to ask, you're not going to get anywhere. So that's the first step. Second step is you should go out or you should watch YouTube videos, whatever the case, and you should look at sales tips. Look at sales tips. That will help you get a raise. Trust me. So what happens in the sales process? Well, the first thing you need to do in a sales process, and not everybody does this in a sales process, but the first thing you need, you need to do is you need to get attention. So in sales, you can get attention in a number of ways. You can do marketing and put yourself on YouTube, like what I'm doing. You can do telemarketing calls. The first thing you need to do is you need to get attention. 
within the confinement of a corporation, one way that you can get attention is by understanding the metrics that are important to your boss or entrepreneur and get their attention by really getting results within that metric. So if the metric that's most important to your boss is project management, very efficient in project management, get their attention by being overly efficient with, with project management. Get their attention by overperforming. You have to get their attention some way. That's the first thing. The second thing is, this is probably even before you get attention, you have to understand your buyer. Who is your buyer? Who is a person that's going to be offering you what you want? What does that person want? Because I think people make this mistake is they, they, they have a job and they do what's important to them and not important to the decision maker. They do what's important to them and not what's important to the decision. And in their head, they're like, well, I'm providing more value. I'm doing more work. I should get paid more. This podcast is not about fairy tale land. It's about reality. What is the reality of most situations? Reality of most situations is if you're not giving the person what they want, you will not get what you want. So you have to first study what your boss wants, what your superior wants, whatever the case may be, and you have to get their attention by giving them what they want or overperforming what they want. So the, those are the, the first few steps. So study, your, study the person that's going to give you what you want and overperform, get their attention by overperforming in what that person wants. So don't do things that aren't important to your superior that that person will never notice because it's not really that important to them and then expect to get a raise. Don't go, hey, by the way, I've done this, this, and this. I've added this to my plate. Can I get a raise? Sometimes that may, that conversation may be warranted if somebody's putting a lot on your plate, like just keep putting, stacking stuff up on your plate. That may be warranted, but it's more of like, uh, def like a defending yourself type of conversation as opposed to I'm asking for a raise. Like, somebody's putting like a bunch of things on your plate and they keep doing it. They keep asking you to work on the weekends, whatever the case may be. You have to say, hey, you know, I should get a raise if I'm working this much or you know, reduce, reduce my workload. Don't give me this extra work. So attention, studying your person that's giving you what you want, get their attention by overperforming that thing. And then, then you go to them once you get their attention. You say, "Hey, I want to have a conversation about my performance. Let's let's have a conversation about that." So you have to get to the point where you actually want to ask, actually want to ask, or you're willing to ask. Okay. Then you go in and you talk with this person about a game plan that will help you earn more money, and attach a specific metric. So what you could do is you go, hey, I'm making 100 and, or let's say let's 80K, making 80K, right? Right now, a year with benefits, whatever the case may be. Make, making 80K. I really want to make 100K. Okay? 
what metric could I hit? Can we create a game plan where I hit a specific metric that you would be super impressed by that would lead me earning 100K? What is that metric? And I will do everything in my power to hit that metric and maintain that metric. What do I have to do? Let's create a game. You go in with that conversation. It's a much different conversation than, hey, I would like a raise. It's not based on anything. The person that you're asking this from will get frustrated and start to think that you're an entitled person. This is what will happen. Ask for a raise that's not substantiated by some type of action or metric that you've achieved. They will think this is an entitled person. I don't want to work with this person, especially if you do that in the interview. And this information is rampant. This piece of advice is rampant. Ask for a raise right in the interview process. They say things, there's a number of ways they teach people to say this or ask this. One is, this is market value. This is what other people are being paid. Like, who cares? I'm, I, don't, I don't know you yet. I don't know you. Why am I going to pay you what everybody else is? I mean, it just doesn't, if you're asking that question right in the interview process, I don't know you, I can just move on to the next person because you're already, has, you're already asking for stuff without a substantiation in that raise process or that process that's where you're asking for more information or more, uh, more money. So create a plan with your employer, okay? The other thing that a lot of people miss is you create that plan. Just because that plan is important to you does not mean it's important to your boss necessarily. Just that your boss has a lot of things on their plate. Your boss has many issues, personal and business, that they're dealing with. Because of that, they're not always paying attention to all the progress you're making. So... Another thing you need to do once you, you study your boss, get their attention, create a game plan. The next step in that is consistently reminding them of the progress you're making. If you're not making the progress, if you're not consistently reminding them, they may have forgotten about the conversation you had. They may have, they may not understand the value that you're bringing. You may be doing like a ton of things on the back end. People just aren't, aren't understanding that, aren't getting it, because people see on the surface is a ready-made product or service, but they don't see all the work that went behind that and how valuable you are. You don't want to be in a position where you get fired for some reason and people don't realize how valuable you are until they hire somebody else who has no clue what they're doing and then realizes all the work you did because that person didn't know what they were doing. That person had to jump in boss, whatever, whoever the case may be, they jump in, have to do it and go, wow, this is a lot harder than it looks, a lot harder than it looks. You need to consistently point out what you're doing, the progress you're making, and the, the stuff that you're doing. If you're not doing that, then you may be taken for granted. May, people may go, oh, do this and that, that's easy. But really, there's like 15 steps where it looks like there's only two steps, but there's 15 steps behind the, with the process, and they don't understand that. So if you're not providing that, um, that, um, that, that progress report, then you're not going to get very far. I'm actually, if you want to chat with me, if you're on with me, I'd love to chat. Oops.
So, provide that. Provide. And the last thing is you need to hold them accountable. If they say, create a plan with them, and you remind them of the progress you're making, you need to hold them accountable. Able to walk away if they don't give you what you want. And they have to feel that. And they have to feel, hey, we talked about this. This is what you promised. They have to feel, hey, if I don't give them what they want, they're probably going to find something. So if you come across a situation in which you're not getting what you want, the person's completely ignoring the plan you made, you've done this, had this conversation with them multiple times, that's when you should start looking for other opportunities to build your pipeline, just like a salesperson. Everything is sales, by the way, guys. Like everything is sales, everything. Everything in this world is sales. Everything runs around money, just the truth of the matter. So if you, if you increase your sales expertise, then you will do better in general. You'll do better as an entrepreneur. You'll do better as somebody managing other people because you have to sell people on certain actions. You can't just, if you're somebody's boss, you can't just force somebody into submission. It doesn't work that way. People will resent that. They will stop working as hard. You have to inspire them into action. And so you have to, you have to learn sales. You're going to inspire your boss, whoever you're working with, into action when you do these things. Right? Let's pull up a, a video of someone providing advice. I want to pull up, uh, I think Kevin O'Leary's video is asking for a raise. The antioxidant goodness in every bottle of palm wonderful makes it up. Got this commercial here. Palm wonderful, the antioxidant superpower. Right. Social activity and business are two different things. You've gotten a raise in two years. You need to find a new job. At least that is what the hugely successful Kevin O'Leary says. He is one of the investors on Shark Tank. And he stopped by recently to tell us about this and some other surprising negotiating tactics. Watch. If you want to raise, a lot of people don't have the confidence to go in there and ask for it. What's your advice to them? My, my advice is always the same. You've got to research what others are getting paid for commensurate work, whether you're a man or a woman. Luckily today, you can go online and see what everybody else is making in your sector, in your job. And you have to go into your boss with the confidence that you know what you're worth. How do you do that? You go online, you figure out what everybody else is making. If you feel you're significantly underpaid and you're hitting your mandates and you're hitting your goals and you've been a good employee, those things matter. You simply say, look, here's what I'm worth and we both know it. I've done a fantastic job for you. I've worked for you. I've made sure you've hit your goals as a manager because I, that's my job is to make sure you look great. I'd like to get compensated like everybody else. Here is my number. Now, you have to be sure you're not too greedy. If you know, let's say, that everybody else is making 70000 and you're currently making fifty, why don't you go in at sixty-five, understanding you'll be happy? And if you get significantly less than that, maybe it's the signal that your boss is telling you they don't really want to keep you. Mm -hmm. Sometimes if, you need to pay attention to the messages you're getting, which are, I am not valued here. Because sometimes. they'd rather you walked out the door than they didn't have to pay you severance if they don't want you anymore. Mm -hmm. But most people figure out pretty quickly that they're worth what they do, commensurate with everybody else that's doing the same thing. And if I don't know if I, I like the, the advice of asking for 
a little bit less than market value. I think going in with plan is much much better. I think it's much a better plan to ask to create a plan with your boss. Hey, what metrics do I have to hit in order to make this amount of money? Now, yeah, I agree with him. Don't be too greedy, but let's continue on. And if you're significantly underpaid, it's because you're underperforming. Now, what about um, bonding with your boss? Because I will tell you, as a young woman coming up the ranks, a lot of the times the, the men in power would go out for drinks with the other men, and I'd be left over here. Right. And I never knew what to do because you can't bond in the same way as your male colleagues can all the time. I think the world has gone to a place today where social activity and business are two different things. I think that's what's happening here. And maybe it's, a good, it's good that this occurs. When you work for somebody, your job is to hit your goals and achieve your mandate. If your boss says, look, I want you to cut costs by 2% in your division, Let's just, I'm just making up an example, and you deliver on that, that's far more important than going out for drinks. Mm -hmm. Because he or she wants to achieve their goals, you're helping, you're part of the team. I know many managers today, many investors, many people that are bosses that will not go for or drink with a subordinate anymore. Right, male or female. Male or female. And that's because of where we've got to in the world, and maybe that's a good thing. I said, I wrote in my book, um, I never lined up outside of the boss's office asking for opportunity. I stayed in my own office and did my job, and opportunity came to me because yeah. I worked. I worked. Hmm. Interesting. So, opportunity can come to you if you do a great job. Um, and this goes to the idea of be so good you can't be ignored. You're so good you can't be ignored guess what you will have more opportunity come your way than you can imagine and this 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 goes for anything this goes for youtube this goes for creating a youtube channel this goes for doing your job doing project management being an entrepreneur be so good that's very hard to ignore what you're doing and it's very easy to lead into lead that into a conversation that then turns into can i get a raise Worked and I worked and I worked and I worked and ultimately most bosses are capitalists who want to make money off of you. It's if you true. don't work for such a person, you should find another job. You make your own luck in business and by focusing on why you're there and figuring out what do I have to do today to help my boss look good, even if you don't like them, you don't have to be in love with people to work for them. In fact, you don't even have to like them. What about that? Because I know you say, look, you know, it's, it's fine to be collegial with people. Yes. But, you know, the office is not a daycare and it's not a friendship den. It's a place where you go to make money for your employer. You don't have to like people. You have to respect them. And it has to be the same for your boss. They don't have to like you, but they have to respect you because you're going into that world and being paid. You're being compensated for what you do not how funny you are or how social you are or how much you want to party. That's completely irrelevant. And I think a lot of millennials today are figuring that out pretty quickly because the ones that perform, that stay focused, that really want to move up the feeding chain, particularly in large companies, understand performance is what matters and everything else is secondary. And you also say dress the part. Okay, so yes, performance is the only thing that matters. Everything else is secondary. I completely agree with that. It doesn't matter how friendly you are. It doesn't matter how how much people like you it doesn't matter how many friends you have in your office the only thing that matters is the person that's giving you money do they are they impressed with your performance on a consistent basis if they're impressed with your performance on a consistent basis then you're in a good position forget about all the other things forget about being friends with people i don't even believe in being friends with people at the office maybe the, the person in charge i don't know 
I just don't, I, I just don't believe in heavily involving yourself in friendship and feelings at any office. I think it's important to perform. If you perform, you will get the results you want. Part. I mean, you do this with your haircuts. Explain that. I don't have to worry too much. <laughs> I really feel that way because young men and women, um, and I, in, in all my companies, I say if an investor comes in or we're talking about money, I want a suit and a tie on. I don't care, you know, what you do after work, but I want you to respect our investors, respect our customers, respect your other employees you work with, and I want it to be reflected in what you wear. Mm -hmm. And I don't like to see uh, aggressive clothing on a man or a woman. What's aggressive clothing on a it, man? It, it, it mean, Listen, I've seen some pretty crazy stuff. Really? Yeah, because, you know, people want to have their own fashion flair. But if, if it makes other workers feel uncomfortable or feeling they can't keep up with it or they can't afford okay. it. With regards to, to how you dress at work, I think you should fit in with the culture. I think um, it's important to, to dress well. You know, if you're performing well, though, I don't think it matters as much how how well you dress to be performing well be so good that people don't care about anything else that you do be so good that people care less about how you say things be so good that people care less about everything that doesn't relate to the bottom line so i i would say to, to a certain extent yes so if you're starting in a job yes you want to dress super professional all the time because you haven't proven yourself don't get let your ego get in the way. Dress really professionally. Have superiors in any way. If you're not an entrepreneur, an entrepreneur, you can do whatever you want. There's consequences to doing certain things, but dress like not very well. If you dress very messy, uh, then it will hurt you long term as an entrepreneur. But you can make that decision more readily than somebody who works for a superior. So dressing well, I think, is important. If you have, if your performance is so good that everybody notices, I think it less. So I think it's still important long term to. Board clothes like that, mm -hmm. it's very uncool. Is it true every two weeks you get the sides done? I do, and I spend a fortune on it because I like to look good. People always say to me, <laughs> hey, man. Why, "Why don't you shave it all off?" And I say, "I don't like that bowler ball look. I, I like this look." That looks good on you. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, all right, so. Let's see. All right. So in conclusion, make sure that you get people's attention, understand your boss, have a growth plan, make sure to remind them of the progress you're making, make sure to know that if, you don't, if you're making that progress and they've promised you a certain amount based on that growth plan, make sure you're willing to walk away. Really importantly, make sure to, to be able to ask uh, and do the best you can to perform because that's all that matters. Okay. You don't have to be funny. You don't have to be nice to everyone. I mean, you should, you should get along with other people. You should be social. Don't get me wrong. You have to be social, but don't let that social ability and being nice to people supersede performance. Performance is really the only thing that matters. If you get performance. That's great. And you should focus on that solely. You should Always be nice to people. Always be nice to people. But do not rely on being nice to people to keep it going. Because people are only looking at metrics, numbers. What are you bringing to the company? What are you saving the company? 
what what are you what are you helping make more efficient? What are you help? What type of value are you providing consistently? With that being said, I want you to do this. I want you to go to F Five Podcast on YouTube. I want you to subscribe ASAP. We're going to be talking about many different things: relationships, business, entrepreneurship, being an employee, asking for raises, just business in general, relationships in general. And uh, we're going to be talking about a number of different things with multiple people. It's going to be really exciting. Make sure to go to YouTube, subscribe ASAP, and we look forward to seeing you on the next podcast.